One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show where we peek behind the curtains of our guests' past through the music and stories that make them who they are today. I'm Richard Chinqui. On today's show, my guest is Patience Cole. Patience is the digital media editor for Razzle Dazzle, the pop culture and video game podcast, which is where we first met when Mike and I were invited to be guests on episode 82 of that show. Go check it out. Patience is also a production intern at Wink News and a digital marketing intern at Celsius Marketing Interactive. And on top of all those things... She's a singer-songwriter. Okay, on to the show. Hey there, Patience. Hello. Hello. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yay, I'm very excited. <laughs> what is the hottest take that you've defended while on Razzle Dazzle podcast? Okay, so I actually listened to Joe's episode, and I believe this was also brought up in his, but the candy corn debacle. <gasps> That's what it was. The you, candy, you love corn. candy corn. I love candy corn. And Joe right. cannot stand. Explain yourself. Cord. Most people don't like it. It's just, it's good. I don't know why Joe says it's like chewing on a candle. You keep saying Joe. I'm like. But here you could substitute the rest of the world. Yeah, the that's rest true. Of I the, don't prefer it. I don't really like it. It's not chewing on a candle. Why would you know what chewing on a candle tastes like? Yeah, Joe. Do you eat candles, Joe? <laughs> It We're going to see Joe on My like Strange wax. Addiction. Like It feels like you'd think wax would But it would tastes like. like Halloween. And if you get the party mix that has like the pumpkins in it, like those are the best okay. ones. I actually do like candy pumpkins. I know it's the exact uh-huh. same flavor. See, it's exactly the same. <laughs> okay. So. All right. <laughs> uh, what was the musical background of your childhood like? Oh, goodness. It was very interesting. So my parents are divorced and remarried. So I had music from four different parents that listened to. Oh, I thought you four... meant like divorce, like, like the parent trap. Like <laughs> remarried. Yes, I have a secret twin. Okay. No, yep. you, uh, you mean they married other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I had so much different music going on when I was younger. Uh, my dad here, I remember he would drive us to school and we'd have like Beastie Boys blasting. Mm-hmm. And so we'd be those people like driving up Rebel and he'd be like, okay, have a good day at school. About like, don't get into trouble. Be? Oh, since like elementary school. <laughs> like it's been engraved in Red Hot Chili Peppers. There was a Bomb Marley in there. My mom was more like 70s. A lot of Fleetwood Mac was played. I love Fleetwood Mac. Mm. It just makes me happy in my soul every time I hear one of their songs. Like, do you think that's a mm. uh, mom association or do you? is it the music itself? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Like it definitely is when I hear that song, I think about my mom cleaning the house on the weekends mm. because that's what she would always play in the morning. Like if we heard that or Stevie Nicks in the morning, we knew <laughs> that it was cleaning day and we needed to get up. <laughs> okay. A uh, little like wake up music. A mm-hmm, little bit of wake up What's music. your wake up music? My wake up yeah, music? Yeah, like if you're going to get up and like do uh, stuff around the place or, or just to get like you out the door. It depends on my mood. Mm. Like sometimes it'll be like Disney soundtracks. I'm not going to lie. And Kanto has been a go-to some mornings when I just need to get up. I, I was telling the boys at the podcast uh, the other week when they had me on for the Cowboy Bebop episode, if you need somebody to sing every word of We Don't Talk About Bruno, I've me. got you covered. Me. Like this is uh, my my daughter and I do the, the two parts yes. um, at the beginning. We do the oh duet parts. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I, I get the Disney soundtrack yeah. thing. My um, sister and I annoy everyone in the house. Uh, like, we'll be walking through, and one of us will say something, and you'll hear it echoing, like, all the way on the other side of the house. The rest yeah. of it, my mom's like, if I have to watch this movie <laughs> one more time. I'm like, but it's so 
Good. We've watched Turning Red uh, two and a half times already. Since I have this not weekend seen began. it yet. <laughs> it's it's really is good. it good? Yeah. It is. It's really good. Very Plus, kawaii. I mean, like kawaii. Look, a half a half Chinese. Well, she's Chinese. A Chinese Canadian kid that's about. You know, adolescent mm-hmm. age, like my daughter's nine, my wife's Canadian, we're Chinese. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it hit a lot of notes for us, yeah. let's say. I think that's a lot of why my family likes Encanto because yeah. my grandma's from Argentina. So we're like, oh my gosh, Hispanic Latino representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. It's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, what is the first, like, if I ask you for your earliest musical memory, um, what do you, what do you go back to? Jack Johnson. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is this Curious George? It is Curious George. <laughs> I remember like when I would go to bed and I used to always have to listen to music to sleep. Like mm. I could not sleep in mm. silence to save my life. Mm. I don't know if it's like an oldest child thing or what, mm. but I would listen to the Curious George Jack Johnson soundtrack Upside every... Down. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Banana yeah. pancakes. Banana pancakes. That's where it's at. But I remember That's... like... um. When we lived in our first house, my brother and sister originally shared a room because they're like a year apart. And so my parents were like, when we move, like your sister's going to move into your room. So I remember like pulling my mattress like into their room and laying on the floor <laughs> so I would know what it would feel like and playing Jack Johnson in the background. Hey, mini song story. Exactly. Um, when that movie came out, um, when the, the Curious George movie had come out and that song was like the big theme in it, um, we heard it a hundred times because my daughter listened to it a hundred times. And I had no idea that Jack Johnson was like a musician, like a separate big, what? big, like a, like a well-known, qu- Ooh, sorry, I All just right. knocked my head. Wow, um, so aggressive. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that he was like a big musician mm-hmm. outside of that. I, I am, I'm pretty curmudgeonly in my music listening and um, I like really, really new weird stuff, but I don't find my way to a lot of mainstream stuff and so i just looked him up and i was like oh this guy's got a lot of (laughs) oh he's actually a person like a real big musician (laughs) um yeah which was nice because you know he lent his music to curious george exactly uh can you um can you remember the first time you felt like music moved you that wasn't just like it's pretty to listen to but like it's it made you feel emotional oh goodness i feel like there's a couple different moments but the biggest one like i grew up in church Mm -hmm. and so i'm not really a big religious person anymore stop Hitting the mic, sir. Making rookie moves. (laughs) But like, I'm not a huge religious person anymore. But I can definitively, definitively, words, like remember connecting with a lot of older worship music, Mm -hmm. like Hillsong and stuff. Yeah. And I think as I've gotten older, I see it less as it was a connection with God and more as a connection with the people around me. That like we all go through hard things and we all can find hope in each other. So that's kind of like how I like to look at it instead now, but that's definitely the earliest one. Like I was a worship leader from sixth grade till I graduated high school. Likewise. Yeah. yeah. That's part, I mean, that's partly the point of that music too, I think, is that it's mm-hmm. it's like a commonality, right? It's something that you that you can do together regardless of the differences between you in that setting. Yeah. Um, and it brings, and I think with, with like with Hillsong, I think a big part of that so push, good. big part of that was to to go, you know, like an organ, a pipe organ isn't holy. It's an instrument. But people who wrote the music, that, the the songs, the hymns that we know, they wrote it when pipe organs were popular. Mm-hmm. So now, how much pipe organ music do you listen to outside of church? None? Mm, then maybe no. we should write some guitar. Maybe not and, even in church like, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so, then, so then if we're writing new songs, maybe we should drive that with drums and guitars and, you know, synth uh, mm-hmm. because that's... 
that's what's popular. Like like it's it's removing kind of barriers, yes. right? When somebody goes, I don't I don't like. <laughs> Exactly. Um, no, there's some songs that I still cry to. Like my best friend and I'll sit. We've been best friends for almost 15 years now. Like we grew up in church name? together. Her name is Angelina. Okay. I call her Ange. We'll say hi. Shout out, Angie. Yeah, she's gonna hear this. I know. She's my favorite person. <laughs> you guys sit and listen. But yeah, so like, because she was on the worship team with me and certain songs, we both will still just like cry and we're like, why are we crying? <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Speaking of instruments, what instruments uh, did you play growing up? Oh, goodness. So I started with piano um, when I was on the worship team and I started learning and taking piano lessons. And then from there, like, I learned the bass, the guitar. I did the flute in middle school, the ukulele. Yeah, I was we have, a we have We have identical. <laughs> we like, are one we're, human yeah. being. All right. <laughs> the energy. That's the best instrument. Like, it is. It's the fun instrument. And it. I feel like it doesn't hurt your mouth as much. Like my reeds? sister plays the clarinet and I tried it and I was like, no, thank you. Take that back. Reads are garbage instrument. Garbage. Okay, hey, man. the sax is pretty cool at Jared. though. Listen. Saxes are cool <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like the way your mouth feels normally and want to hurt yourself. If if you can get through the vibrations, it's A-okay. Feel the vibrations. Yeah. If you can get through it, then it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, you can start a band, guys. So multi, multidisciplinary. <laughs> well, you could do a band. I mean, that that is quite a few instruments just on your own. Yes. Um, were those instruments being played around you at home other than you? Um, so my dad lives up in Maryland, and he is he used to be in a band. Mm-hmm. So he's very musically inclined. So he had a lot of like guitars and basses up north. So he would try and show me sometimes. But I don't think I really picked it up until I started doing it myself from the music I was mm-hmm. listening to. Because, you know, when your parents try to show you something, you get frustrated. You're like, no, I'm done. No more. But then if you do it yourself, yeah. you're like, no, I can do it. Like, I got it. Yeah. But the ukulele was, I'm not going to lie, I was one of those middle school girls that listened to 21 <laughs> Pilots <laughs> and got yeah. out my house of gold. <laughs> yeah. There was, a, there was a, a wave of it for a mm-hmm. brief period there. Oh, it was so good. It's also a really good game. Ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fair. It's a good game. Uh, she's just shaking her head. Um... <laughs> um did your brothers and sisters also play instruments with you? Um, Not really with me, more of like at separate times. I know my youngest sister, I was teaching her how to play the ukulele mm-hmm. at one point, but she could only figure out two chords. So she would drive my parents nuts when I wasn't home and just practice the two chords <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, and rough. they would see me when I get home and be like, why have you done this to us? Uh, so, uh, how many siblings did you have? I have four younger siblings. So, I have two brothers and two sisters. So, I mean, okay, real, real fast. That that you could do a partridge family deal there. Like, there's really a band could. ready. Um, <laughs> uh, what instruments that you don't play were being played in the house? Or were you just like the, the queen of instruments. Uh, queen of instruments. Like, did anybody play anything but you don't play? The clarinet. I the don't clarinet? play the clarinet. Okay. I think that's about it because my other brother played the flute mm-hmm. uh, and the violin when my sister tried it for the. Two weeks that she Ooh. tried. Well, my dad already owned the violin, oh, okay. and that she just bad, tried, but it just it didn't. Uh, that's work. a. I'm gonna be honest. That's one of the harder, not because of technical ability. That's one of the harder ones to, when you're starting because it just doesn't sound good in no. the beginning. It's it's drums are that way a little bit. Like when you first start learning drums, they, it kind of mm-hmm. sucks because it's like you're just making noise until you get the the technique down. And because viol- I have a violin, and it's real bad in the beginning. <laughs> it it, is. You got to kind of get over the like, hump. 
At first, it was going well, and then I remember she twisted it, and I heard the loudest screech I have ever yeah. heard, and I was like, oh my gosh, my ears are dying. Um, did you have any influence, since you're, you're the eldest, mm-hmm. did you influence, do you think, your siblings in their musical tastes? Oh, for sure. Yeah? For sure. How? My two siblings here in Florida, they love 21 Pilots. Like, I feel like that was just a family thing for us. I actually took them to go see them in November when I went in the pit, and it was so good. But um, I have two siblings that live up north with my dad, so I don't see them all the time. So I feel like with them, it's more of a shared music experience Mm -hmm. where they'll show me things I haven't seen and I'll show them. Mm. But the ones here, like, I would introduce them to a bunch of music when they were younger, and then as they get older and find their own taste, then we can kind of, like, share music. Cool. Okay. Um, do you remember the first music that you owned that was just yours? Oh, the first music that I owned? That was just for you. So for my birthday party in sixth grade, I went to a roller rink. Yeah. And my friend that showed up got me a CD, and it was a We Came as Romans CD. Okay. Which is like my middle school, like edgy, yelling kind of music, like when I wore all black. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first CD that I ever owned that was mine. And I remember my mom looked at me. She's like, oh, we could put it on in the car. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, you you will throw it away if we put Mm. it on in the car. (laughs) Do you think she could get all the way to like Flyleaf? I think she could. Okay. I'm sure, like, my dad would have been fine if I played in the car. He'd be like, yeah, let's go. It's not exactly Fleetwood Mac. No, it is not exactly (laughs) Fleetwood Mac or Dave Matthews Band. (laughs) We call him Dave. Yeah. Dave. Dave. Uh, (laughs) All right. I think it's time for your first song. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you want to, um, well, first, what song do you want to do first? Uh, We'll do the Pink Floyd song first. Um, Do you want to talk about it first or do you want to listen to it first? I think we can listen to it first, and then we'll talk about it. All right. Um, This is Patience Cole's first song here on Three Song Stories. It's Time by Pink Floyd off the 1973 album Dark Side of the Moon. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. It's always amazing the difference listening to Pink Floyd with headphones on, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of like a casual listening. (laughs) So uh, what's the story? So... Growing up, um, my siblings and I would go over to my grandfather's a lot after school, and he would watch us. And he is the biggest Pink Floyd fan I have ever met in my life. And while he was deployed in the military, he actually got invited to go see a Pink Floyd show without having ever heard of them before. And so he was like, I don't really want to go. And then he went. He was like, this is amazing. Like, this is so Mm. good. And he brought back, like, the DVD that was, like, the recording of the show. So it was like a rite of passage in my family to watch this DVD. Yeah, it's the same show he was at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, To watch it and just enjoy it. And I remember being a kid and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're not touring anymore. Like, I love Pink Floyd. I wish I could see them. And then fast forward several years later when Roger Waters from Pink Floyd went on his Us and Them tour. And he was like the lead bass player and singer for like a couple of their albums. And my dad got me tickets to go. And I was so excited. And I remember as soon as this song came on, the imagery with all the clocks and stuff that they put on the screen, it was the same imagery as the video, just like slightly updated. So I sat there and I was like, oh, my gosh, my childhood dream has been achieved. And it's so good. It's just one of my favorite songs. It's a great moment. 
Um, how does it fit into your regular listening today? Do you listen to Floyd? Did this song? Um, I listen to this song a lot when I just need to like breathe for a minute. I'll listen to Pink Floyd mm-hmm. just because it has like a cooler vibe to it. And if I ever meet anybody that says they haven't listened to Pink Floyd, I'm like, all right, time for your education. Sit down. Let's go. But I really enjoy Pink Floyd. It just makes me happy. <laughs> um, are you? Would you say that you are a fan of like progressive rock in general? Like you mm-hmm. listen to other bands like that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. I feel like I listen to everything. And I know everybody says that. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I listen to everything. It's like, no, you don't. But like, I feel like I literally listen to everything. It's usually... I listen to everything except country. That's like very common. But yeah. the driving music, country is like great road trip music. It's good road trip music, yeah. I like looking fair. at the field, listening to the guitar. Being a musician often will will hook you into into genres also that you might not otherwise listen to because mm-hmm. you can like appreciate kind of the instrumentation and musicianship there exactly um like they don't make music like that anymore like there's so much music and artistry and artists like them or the moody blues like Mm. stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. just so good and if you listen to music today it's not the same soul you don't need as much skill on an instrument anymore to be big that's fair yeah um how would you say your taste uh has differed even as recently as let's say five years ago feel like I've stopped listening to as much mainstream music and listening to more of like just random songs that I find on Spotify. Like I love 21 Pilots. They will always be one of my favorites. Were they my top artists on Spotify? Yes. But I've already noticed like since seeing them in concert, like I listen to them a little less. Mm. And I don't know if that's because like that concert was kind of like the bookmark for that chapter in my life where it's like, oh, I finally saw them like life's good now and i just listen to more music i want to listen to that's a lot of smaller artists a lot more like indie stuff with guitars and like deep lyrics because that's the kind of stuff that i want to listen to cool um what uh what is the what was the overall music scene for you back in high school not just your stuff but like what was popular around Uh, you hamilton <laughs> oh, the the, the, the overall musical. music scene was the Hamilton. musical, the Broadway musical. At yeah. least with the people I hug out with. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. I, I'm getting but, a picture, patience. Oh, yes. You can see me all <laughs> okay. dressed in black with my headphones, with my Hamilton lyrics blasting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but it was a lot of Hamilton, Fallout Boy, 21 Pilots, all of that type of music. I feel like my middle school and the start of high school all just kind of blended together sure. into one little phase. Um, if I say slow dance, school slow dance, what song springs to mind? Do the I face, look like I, I was a school slow dance girl? No. Well, what, no. But, what's, but you thought of a song. Did I think of a song? I can't even like think of a song. I'm not a slow dance person. No. Like I feel like I went to prom, uh-huh. my junior prom with my boyfriend at the time, and I don't even think we danced a slow dance. I think we waited <laughs> for the good song. I think we Millie rocked through a slow dance. Like the little move where you're like, <sighs> oh, okay. Like we refused to be a part of the slow dance. You'll have to Google that, <laughs> listeners, because yes, there's Google no real good way to describe it. And picture it. two it's an dorky podcast patients. Yeah. Listen, Jared. Shush. <laughs> but like, just picture two dorky high schoolers not knowing yeah. how to slow dance. So we just fast dance to slow well, you just, songs. You just rotate. You just <laughs> stand in front of each other, hold on. You we were too awkward Clockwise or no. counterclockwise, whatever, really. Why okay. do that when you could be the fun people? <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
<laughs> so so then I probably know the answer to this, but well, maybe not. Um, are you, would you say you're a dancer in general? Do you like to dance? Do you like to? I like to dance. Am I good or skilled? Well, that doesn't matter. No. Yeah. But you still do it? Oh, absolutely. Probably. Absolutely. If there's a good beat and I'm like cooking or I'm just cleaning the dishes or I'm just standing there, I'll be like... We'll just the get a little rhythm, sway going, takes get my rhythm going. My dad actually scared me in the kitchen yesterday. I was in the middle of like jamming out and dancing and he comes around the corner. I was like, why do you do these things? And I was <laughs> like, no. Um, was that 21 Pilots concert the last one you went to? It was the last one that I went to. Um, are, is there a concert you're looking forward to in a, let's say, like post pandemic-y setting? You know, uh, that like what's the next big one that you're hoping to go to? I'm honestly not sure yet. I feel like there's so much other stuff going on mm. that I haven't had time to sit down and see like who's coming. Oh, I I didn't mean like lo- the logistics of which one you're gonna <laughs> go to. Who are you looking forward to seeing? Who do I want to see? Yeah, like that's <sighs> that it, that might come at some point. That might come at some yeah. point. Um, I think I would want to see. There's this one artist, and her name is. Selmler, Semler is like the name, like the name of her her artist name mm-hmm. is not her real name, right. but she is actually a um, queer queer worship music person actually. So she makes like worship music for queer people and kind of deconstructing what it's like to be a religious person and be a queer person. Mm. So if I had the opportunity to see her and just like hear that live and just be in that type of safe space, like I think that would be awesome. She does. Mm -hmm. Grace Um, somewhere Baldridge. Grace. Yes, that is her. Okay. Okay. It's so good. Um, That's what it's nice having a Jared. I know. Thanks Jared. Thank you Jared. What uh, if you could see any act living or dead live? Oh, that's and I know it's so going to be hard, hard not to say Pink Floyd. I know. I'm like, I've seen Roger Waters, but would I just want to see like Pink Floyd let's, in all of its glory? Let's let's say another band than that, because another I know that, that there'd be a good reason for you to see that one. So mm-hmm. other than that. I want to see Zeppelin. Like, Zepp. I would love yeah, to Floyd see and Zepp. Zeppelin. What a, could you imagine the the headliner like oh the, the double the double header headliner a Zepp Floyd show? I think I think I would die. <laughs> I think I would hear like the music and I'd just pass out and be like, "All right, I've accomplished everything. That's all I needed." <laughs> um, have you ever traveled a uh, decent distance to go to a concert, like or, or live any kind of live music? Um, no, I think the farthest was when I saw Twenty One Pilots. Mm-hmm. I did drive. All the way to Atlanta, Georgia, From with here? my sibling. Mm-hmm. That's a I, that's a f- more a than a few reasonable miles. Distance. Just getting out of Florida I mean, takes most of the day. Yep, and so. it was totally worth every second of right. driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say here to Atlanta for a concert is pretty solid. Yeah. Did you guys, you didn't drive down. You slept there. We you did sleep oh, there. Okay. <laughs> I was planning on driving down, and then my mom oh, no. looked at me and she was like, yeah. "You are insane. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. And talk. you're not doing that, so you're stopping here." I was like, "Okay," and she was right because <laughs> she's my mom and she's always right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, have all of your siblings passed the rite of passage? Does everybody know that concert now? Um, yes, I believe my grandpa's made all of us watch it. My oldest sister actually might be an even bigger Pink Floyd fan than I am. Ooh, like okay. they have the posters on the wall. Oh, they could yeah. watch that DVD like on loop. So we just vibe. Did you guys ever do the um, the Wizard of Oz? The Wizard of Oz. Uh-huh. I'm confused. Oh. Ooh. 
I get to I get to teach a thing. You um, get to teach all the things. Uh, it is a it is a common thing for Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz fans to uh, you can sync up if you start um, um, Dark Side of the Moon at the right or is it the wall? I know the wall was made into a film. No, no, no. It's not the, it's not the, the film, The Wall. The Wall. Um, but I, I think it's Dark Side of the Moon. Jared, can you please look up so I'm going to say the right album here and I'll start again because I just want to make sure. I don't want people <laughs> trying to do this and getting really annoyed that they, they feel like Gosh, they're not doing it right. why didn't it work? Yeah. Is, it, is it called Dark Side of the Rainbow? Well, that's probably music. That's... Right, oh, okay. Hold on. You said the album? All the Sync Googling. up Pink Floyd. Here we go. I It's Dark Side of the Moon. Yep. So um, if you begin, if you begin the Dark Side of the Moon at just the right moment with The Wizard of Oz, um, it seems to sync up like thematically, like the way the times when the tracks shift, the tone of what's happening on the screen. Sometimes the characters seem to be mouthing the lyrics for the songs. Um, I think Pink Floyd's uh, official position is that this is not like an intentional thing. They're like, no. But it doesn't yeah. change the fact that it works. So you should try. I know it. what it's, I'm doing today really when I fun. get home. I'm gonna be like, can, "Sit, do you let's want me to go." Tell you how to do it? Well, you could, yeah, uh, yeah. Say how to do it, and then I will also say after all of that, um, yeah. people have done it on YouTube for you, so you can just watch the video. <laughs> but yeah, I'll walk them through it, Jared. It's um, insert Dark Side of the Moon into your CD player. Press play. Set your CD player for album repeat. Start the Wizard of Oz DVD. Wait for the black and white MGM line to appear, and confirm the album and movie are in sync. Boom. There you go. The more you know. The more you All right. I think it's uh, it's about time for uh, song number two here. So um, what do you want to do? Okay. So I'll do like a little preface before oh, okay, that one. Cool. So this is a song that I performed for my sophomore showcase in high school. And it just has like a lot of meaning for me that I will explain after we listen to it. But yeah. A little teaser there. Okay. Teaser. All right. Uh, this this is Patience Cole's second song here on Three Song Stories. It's uh, Secret for the Mad by Dodie off of the 2017 album, You. It'll all make sense again. Yeah. So my sophomore year of high school, they mentioned that we were going to be having a sophomore showcase. So I went to a strictly, like, academic-only high school. Like, our electives were, like, econ. <laughs> like, we didn't really have electives. Sure. Um, and that was to set us up for, like, early admission our junior year. Right. But um, they were like, this is your opportunity to do something creative. Like, we have an art category. We have a music category. We have a video category. Like, just pick something and do it. And, of course, I was like, I have to do the music category. Like, there is no other option for me besides that. And picking a song for that was difficult because I'm like, do I want to play? Do I want to have a track? Like, do I want it to be super emotional? Do I want it to be something that, like, I don't relate to as much, but the vocals sound so much better? Like, what do I want to do? And then this song came out and it was so pretty. And I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that feels like where I am at my life right now. Mm. Because I deal with a lot of, like, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I have severe depressive episodes. So to have an artist, like, put a song like this out where I could kind of be like, wow, like, this is what my life is like, but it is going to get better and I need to keep doing it. And I was like, if I were writing music, 
this is the type of music I would want to release for other people. Like something to make them feel, something to make them think, something to make them feel less alone. Mm -hmm. And so I remember having to figure out how to play all the piano chords and stuff because filming it, she's sideways. So I watched and there's no... There's no karaoke track. This is a small artist, yeah. brand new song. I had to YouTube so many tutorials and like stitch all the pieces together on how to do it. I also changed my song at the very last minute. Like I had another song all picked out and then like the last rehearsal, I was like, nope, I'm doing this. Keep the piano out for an extra song. <laughs> wow. And then did you also, I mean, you, had, you sang it. I did. I sang and played the piano. And that was my first time doing that not in a church setting right. as well. Yeah. So it was very different. And I remember everybody was so quiet. Like <laughs> the entire time it was silent. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, did I mess up? Like, do they not get it? What is it? And then like when I was done, like the applause for something that like I did that means so much to me, I was like, this is nice. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you ever play it just for you? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. This is another song that like I put on like I have like an anxiety playlist for mm -hmm. when it's mm -hmm. too much. Like I just need stuff to listen to. Yeah. This is like the first song at the top of this playlist. Mm. Uh, do you ever play it on the piano just for you? Sometimes, yeah. I'm a little rusty on the piano. I'm sure. not going to lie. I'm definitely... <laughs> more attuned to playing the guitar and the ukulele now college does that to you college does do that to me plus like i have a piano but it's not tuned Ooh. so it hurts my yeah. ears so bad when i play a note and i'm like why is it sharp yeah. <laughs> you just gotta gotta grit your teeth through like those mm -hmm. those rough chords just um like suffer um do you uh do you ever perform in other people nowadays on any instrument um Right now, I'm just kind of working on recording my own music instead mm, of playing mm, live. Mm. Like, I did play at the Eagle Radio Music Festival last cool. year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to that. I have a lot of friends that are performing again this year. Is there, so is there a way people it. can see or hear that online? Uh, like the performance that you did? You know, that not is a good question. They didn't I don't it? believe oh, maybe so. Maybe they'll record no. it this year. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not on there this year. <laughs> That's technically where I first, air quotes, met patients. Oh. Yeah. But i not... We didn't interact. She was the opening act and I was there volunteering. Yeah. I think the only person from the crew that I actually like interacted with on that day was Giselle. And mm. that's because I was stressed and she was back there. She's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, just breathe. You got this. <laughs> um, if you could learn um, another instrument other than piano um, mm. instantly, uh, Matrix style, what would you learn? Drums. Drums. I want to learn the drums. So bad. Like, I've been told that I have good beat, and I feel like to be a musician in certain aspects, like, you have to, especially with some of the instruments that I play. Like, yeah. I think of the bass is literally, like, another drum set. Like, it keeps the beat yeah. in a lot of things. I think of it like you get to guitar solo for three and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, you just, you play what you want to play, and as long as you stay on tempo. And All I key. hear is the school of rock line where he's like, if you take your cello, turn it to the side. Cello, Boom. you cello. got a bass. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty accurate. <laughs> um, Not wrong. Uh, oh, that school is like the opposite of the school you went to. You oh my it. gosh, I know. Um... I am similar. Uh, I I play a lot of instruments, but drums are not one of them. I can I mean I can keep down like a like a four one two beat like for a, mm -hmm. s as long as you need. But if you're like put a fill in before each transition, well if I throw a fill in, I'm gonna lose tempo. I yeah. I just I don't have the something about individual the limbs. coordination. <laughs> like like I can keep I can keep really complex tempos as long as I don't need to change them. Exactly. But as soon as you say throw a fill. 
I don't. That's so many be bad. moving parts, and some people like cross their arms, and some people don't. Depends like, what depends what you're hitting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just I can't. <laughs> okay, too much brain power. Um, if you could sit in and play piano with any uh, band or musical act, um, who would you love to sit in? You know, like they pull somebody on stage. And you're like, does anybody yeah. know this one? Oh my goodness! What would be the one? Goodness. One sec. I got to load up to make sure yeah. that I'm getting this right yeah. because my brain is moving sure. slow. And let's and let's say to 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 make this as easy as possible, let's say that you you will 100% nail it. If I could play Piano Man for Billy Joel. <gasps> Ooh. That's a good answer. I would totally love to play Piano Man just for Billy like, Joel. Just like Billy, just just sing. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, just say I got this, man. Like just have your moment. I will be the Piano Man. Oh, that's today. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um uh, what kind of devices uh, do you mainly listen to music on nowadays? My phone. Yeah. That's that's it. Because, all right, so my car radio only works 25% of the time, if that. So I have a little, like, Bluetooth speaker that I keep in my cup holder. I've done that. So I, I did, can I, connect it. I did that it. for a while, yeah. Yeah, and all my friends are like, why don't you just fix the radio? I'm like, Cause that's money and effort. I have a speaker, and mm-hmm. I can listen to whatever I want here instead mm-hmm. of listening to radio stations. And do you just take that inside with you, or do you, like, when you say you listen on your phone, but, like, mm-hmm. when you're walking around the house, is it out of your phone or headphones or what? Oh, I'll just play it out of my phone, like, in my <laughs> pocket and walk around. Sometimes there's headphones, but my house is loud. Like a back... Like background music in a movie. You just walk exactly. around and the music Like, comes. I just have my own life soundtrack yeah. going. I'm like, I am the main <laughs> character. Excuse all right. you all. Um, and um, what was the last time you bought music that had a physical form? Oh, that had a physical form? The last time you remember, anyway. It's probably a vinyl. I'm just trying to mm. remember which one it was. Probably when Trench came out for 21 Pilots, and I bought that on vinyl because they had the limited edition where it's pressed in yellow, and it's so pretty, and everything sounds better on vinyl. I'm going to be that hipster person can, that's I mean, like, listen. You can make an argument for it. <laughs> it's so much better. I say that, and people are like, it costs oh my more, gosh, so you're so pretentious. It feels better. <laughs> I'm like, it's true, though. <laughs> Do you want to mention to Richard about... Um, your dad's Cowboy Bebop vinyl. Oh yeah, did you not show it? Oh, he for showed the me the pictures. Recording? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fill in the hole for that. So, um, I was on uh, Razzle Dazzle podcast the other the other week, and um, oh. they we did a we did a recording for a the Cowboy Bebop. Episode. This is a crossover episode. <laughs> Are you Mr. Peanut Butter? I am I... not Mr. Peanut Butter. Uh, so, I'm definitely well, more of a then. Diane Princess no, no, Carolyn. No, no, but this is oh, a, I can't be a one Bojack. of us is Bojack and one of us is but Mr. Peanut Butter. But I have to butter. be Bojack? You can be Mr. Peanut Butter. Oh, I want to be Mr. Peanut Butter, though. Would oh, I rather then be you're Bojack? Bojack? I guess I'll be Bojack. <laughs> this is a crossover I'll episode. My fate. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, we, we we recorded a Cowboy Bebop episode, um, which was really fun, and it's one of the best series um, I think ever made. And the music on it is some period. of the best music. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Full stop. Um, and I think that some of the music on it is some of the best music on like like on television shows and maybe just for listening. Um, Yoko Kano is an incredible composer and performer. Um, her piano work is top notch and her horn composition is crazy good and um you sent pictures I to did. jared of your dad's album collection and um up until now i have been thinking that um if i run into a vinyl of the live um uh the alive uh, album mm-hmm. uh for daft punk the when they played oh, when they yeah. played live mm-hmm. um 
that would probably be what it would take for me because I would buy it immediately, even though I don't have a, a record player at you home. Don't have yeah. a record player? No, because no, because because I I would have to immediately purchase like really expensive speakers too. I couldn't I couldn't this put it through the speakers that I have. So so I would need the right music to yank me into that. And mm-hmm. if I could find that th- that album, I would probably purchase it on the spot and then immediately hit Amazon and get get a nice turntable, get some speakers. I think that I would probably also purchase the Bebop albums they're gorgeous looking mm-hmm. the artwork the actual disc is great and of course like the music on it is so, it's so good. good yeah those would go up on my wall um in a way that i could take them down and play them and then put them back up on the wall <laughs> like yeah one of those people mine's just like in a stack on a shelf i'm like look I, I at my collection look. and that's fine but but they're go- i mean they're just so good looking um they're pretty i remember he pulled it like out of the case i saw all the colors on the vinyl mm-hmm. and i was like yeah, this is really gorgeous cool. does he have the samurai shampoo album i don't think so i think for for that's him. the one that he has because he has like a subscription to like some record oh, thing and cool. so they sent him and that's actually where he got it they'll send like limited press oh my gosh colored ones so he, he pays a good chunk of change well yeah it. i'm not but, gonna lie that's cool but he gets cool stuff from it and then if he gets copies of things he already has i get a copy yeah you get the old one that's not the cool one yeah but you get one for free. if i get to it before free my out, brother does yes okay um all right, I think that we're sliding into uh, song three here. Um, do you want to talk about this first, or do you want to listen to it first? So before, have you ever listened to Bo Burnham before this? I have listened to and watched all of the specials. I was one of the YouTube Yay. fans when he was just on YouTube, and of course, like inside is it's inside. It's a it's a piece of art. Uh yeah, yeah, like, easily. I just love Bo Burnham because I think it's so interesting how someone can take music. And comedy and put it together in a way that not a lot of other people have, especially because mm-hmm. some of them are just like super silly songs. Yeah, like, I'm, do a, I'm a fan of music comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Lynch is one, um, or Stephen Stephen Lynch. David Lynch mm-hmm. is the director. The other one, <laughs> Stephen Lynch. Um, he's he's really funny. Um, and but yeah, like it's it it's kind of like um, it's like a shamed that it's music, mm-hmm. so you have to. It, mm-hmm. it it it's like the musician slash comedian mm-hmm. is starting with the premise that like you guys all know this is silly, so I'm not going to take it too seriously. Some of it is like super right. dark and yeah. serious, though, but it's covered up with this like catchy tune and yeah. happy sounds, and then you think about it afterwards, and you're like, oh. well, I think that I think that before, I mean, this album certainly this counts for, but I think one of that's one of the big differences that Bo had was that. Um, right out of the gates his he meant it like his songs aren't ironic mm-hmm. even even isn't it ironic which is a great <laughs> song isn't ironic and um and i think that a lot of music comedians are afraid to like they, they don't want they, don't take this too serious i'm just going to play a funny song and they don't want to get real they don't want to get real about like the things that they're going to sing about they're going to sing about something funny <laughs> bo burnham's like oh trauma i have an album <laughs> yeah um, yes, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with his work. Mm-hmm. I learned to play, um, after I saw the episode of The Green Room with Gary, Gary Channing, I think is on that. Uh, so. He, um, uh, uh, he did, he played, um, Art is Dead. <laughs> um, and the first time I heard that, I walked straight over to my piano and I just worked it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent probably two hours just learning it's it so in and good. out because it's just a good song. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Now I just want to listen to the song. Okay. Well, let's, just, well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Yeah. Let's, let's jump in. Um, so this is, um. Uh, this is Patience Cole's final song on Three Song Stories here. It's Goodbye uh, by Bo Burnham off of the film uh, Inside from 2021. Really joking at a time like this. It's so good. 
like every time I hear that, I just like feel it very deep in my soul. Because、mm-hmm. I remember when Inside came out,、mm-hmm. like it was right after like the height of the pandemic that then got worse after this came out. And my sister ran up to me and they were like, Hey, did you see that Bo Burnham finally released a new special? Because we had seen the door on Instagram that was opening and I was like, Oh my gosh. And they were like, Yeah, I already watched it, but we can't watch it together your first time. And we also, we also thought that、um, Make Happy was like the last one. Like he'd kind of. Yeah, like that was it. Said that he was、mm-hmm. taking a break. Yeah, he, he needed a break. <laughs> but my sister was like, No, you can't watch this with someone your first time. This is a you need to watch this、mm. by yourself and feel all of it experience. So I was like, Okay, fine. I'll watch it so we can watch it together. And I remember it got to this song and I just. Balled、yeah. my eyes out because it was everything I had thought and felt throughout that entire pandemic put into one special. I was like, I was not prepared for this amount of emotion at、mm-hmm. such an emotional time already. But I'm sure that there are hundreds, maybe thousands of podcasts that can talk at length about how effective and Interesting and smart and funny, like this special was.、Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that it was incredible、um, to watch a person go through, like, physically、mm-hmm. um, what I think a lot of people were going through, like, internally. Um, and then and making it like the nexus for his art. Like, he turned, he turned being trapped at home into. Mm-hmm. Amuse. Well, and the fact that, like, there were certain points that he stopped, like, it wasn't all just music. Like, he would just monologue for a minute yeah, just yeah. about life and be like, wow, you know, I thought this was going to be okay, but、um, it's, a little, it's a little rough.、Yeah. Anyway, here's a catchy song to make you kind of forget about it for 40 seconds. Yeah. So,、uh, so, when you and your sister watched it together, then,、mm-hmm. um, what was that like? It was. So good because at that point we already knew like a good chunk of the song,、mm-hmm. so we can jam out. And then when it got to the second half, which I consider like the more serious, kind of sad ha- half,、mm-hmm. like they would point things out and be like, This is the spot where I cried because of this, this, and this. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oh, well, mine was the last song because A, it was over, and B, like it encompasses the entire movie into one song. And it's so good. So it was a very good bonding experience for us to be able to talk about how we were feeling at that point in time. Cause you know, like when you're all stuck together in a house, like you kind of know what you're feeling, but no one wants to talk about it cause it's big and scary and、yeah. you're, you're stuck inside. And it was just a very good opportunity for us to kind of talk about what was going、mm-hmm. on and enjoy music together. Yeah. On that, on that music front, um, So, two things. One, I have to do a shout out to Jonathan Coulton,、um, who is a musician who writes kind of nerdy, funny songs. I think you might enjoy him. I, I, it is it my、up. position um, <laughs> that um, Jonathan Coulton, had he started in his teens instead of in his, I, th- I want to say like late 20s, early 30s, because、mm-hmm. um, he pivoted from being a computer programmer to being a musician, comedian. If he had, if he had started in his teens, we would have would, had a Bo Burnham earlier because his songs are kind of similar in their. In their tone and thought process,、mm-hmm. they're a little sillier, but not by a long shot, not by far.、Um, <laughs> and then, second,、um, did you get to watch that video of、um, Bo Burnham sitting in the audience during、uh, Phoebe Bridgers'、um, cover of、um, That Funny Feeling? I think I did. So I've got it here, and、um, oh, no. I'm just going to 
I'm gonna put my phone here, and if you're uh, if you're listening at home, uh, you should look this up if if you're a Bo Burnham fan. He was in the audience of Phoebe uh, Bridgers when she played that funny feeling, and it's not a lot of him; it's mostly her. But you get to see his face watching an entire room of people singing this song that he had just, I mean, it wasn't very old, you know, so I'm I'm gonna play it here. So it's about one minute, so we're just gonna hang out here for a second. (laughs) So good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't need those emotions in my day today, sir. I have to go to class after this. Yeah, you're going to be thinking about it. <laughs> um, I, you know, it made me think of you. Made me. Th- I was I was looking at that before the show today, but mm-hmm. you really made me think about it because of how you talked about you know music having an impact and then being the person to make it to have an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it must be one thing to make a work like Inside. Mm-hmm. And then release it out into the wild, and for everybody to love it and feel good about that. But then to watch a crowd of people singing the song you just wrote, mm-hmm. and word for it, they all know it. Is and he's not. He he did later. I, I had researches. He did later get like close enough to the stage to like that they said like, hi, like she said hi, and, you know, and and they talked. I think a little bit, but Aww. but but he wasn't taking that moment. He's just there. He just happens to be in the crowd, and the person filming him is just kind of looks over and is like, "Oh, it's Bo like, oh my gosh, it's Bo Burnham." Yeah. So um, that gives me the same energy. Did you see the picture of him at um, when they played his whole special in mm-hmm. a movie theater, and he's standing on the side, yes. like in the corner, yes. so no one can see him, but mm-hmm. he can hear and see the reactions of the people. Yeah, everything. I think part of the appeal of Bo Burnham too is he's just so real like he even Mm -hmm. said like the whole reason i stopped doing music is because i was having panic attacks and i needed yeah a break and i think to hear someone who is such a big public figure talk about something like that Mm -hmm. is very important especially for a lot of young people living in the world right now Mm -hmm. so yeah um all right so i it's it's probably stretching the definition to call inside a musical (laughs) I w- but, why was I thinking about that on the car ride over this morning? I was like, is this like a musical uh, it's, or it is, is it a like movie. a comedy special? It's a movie that has lots of music in it that are songs that are distinct. So I think you could say it is. I'm just saying if you were to. If somebody put it at the top of their list of like top 10 musicals, I would probably take issue with it. But with that yes. said, uh, what um, do you, do you, are you into musicals, movie musicals? Oh, I'm a we musical about Disney nerd. Earlier. Okay. I. Love musicals. I mentioned Hamilton earlier. Mm-hmm. I love Wicked is one of my favorites, too. Like, if you don't love Wicked and you like musicals, I don't understand. Took my nine-year-old to Broadway <gasps> this year, and that was the first thing she's ever no. seen there was Wicked, and it was really Oh, that's great. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really solid. <laughs> that, and then I like one of my other favorites is one, and it's called Next to Normal, and almost... No one's heard of it. I think Mike might know that one, but he's mm-hmm. not here. So. Come on, Mike. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite musical movie soundtrack? Musical movie soundtrack. Like, which one has the most songs oh, in it for you? The most songs? Yeah. Oh, I gotta think, because there's so many. The Sweeney Todd with Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. One. That's yeah, that's solid. I love really Sweeney good Todd. Um, <laughs> But two of my siblings are theater kids, so I can tell it it yeah. fills the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to do um, 
um, which is the one? Um, oh, the room where it happens is a mm-hmm. uh, pickup from school uh, on the drive home song in our car. Like, like that she knows she knows all the words. Um, Have uh, you seen the video of that being played? Like, like from the actual musical. Oh or yeah, like seen it where oh, we they watched... pulled the tablecloth off oh, yeah. and it switches the colors to oh, go with well, the okay, political wait. parties. Oh wait, here's something that you would uh, enjoy oh, at yeah. being uh, into Disney and Hamilton at all. Um, it is my opinion that you get um, that they could do a stage production of The Princess and the Frog and you could get Leslie Odom to play um, the Shadow Man. Dr. Facilier. Because if he did Friends on the Other Side, like I, when he's doing the room where it happens at the end, when he's doing a lot of the arpeggio, like, like the roo, like I was like, oh, that's that just. That was beautiful. Maybe uh, you should do it. Was do terrible. It. I have Maybe, maybe no, you should my do voice it. Is, I, I play. <laughs> so the reason I play like five instruments is because I cannot sing. <laughs> um, um, I just, I would love to see him with the, the tall top mm-hmm. hat and the cane. I think he could nail it. And the green and smoke the green in the background. Sp- yeah. All yeah. right. Friends Petition for Disney to Live get this action. together. Live action. the Frog. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, if you were a pro wrestler, what would your walk-on music be? Oh. I don't know why my brain like immediately. Have you seen the movie Here Comes the Boom? Yes. I don't know why, but my brain immediately was like, that would be it. The P.O.D. song? <laughs> boom. Here comes the boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I think that's, uh, what would your wrestler name be? Oh, my wrestler name? I don't know. I feel like people look at me, they don't see a wrestler. I don't know. Waiter. Waiter? Like the the profession? Like a waiter? Well, your name is Patience. And what do you do? The wa- Oh, the waiter you with the So you're a waiter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. If you don't counter with something, yeah, that that's might it. have to be it. Now, if I pick anything, it's not going to be as good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, patience. If um, if you had a bartender friend who said they're going to make a drink and name it after you, um, what would they make? So this is not like your favorite drink, although it could oh, be. What would they but, make? But like, what what drink would be like a patience call? Like a dark and stormy. <gasps> oh, you're like one of the only people I know that knows that drink. That knows what a dark yeah, and stormy yeah. is because it has like it's very subtle, but mm. it has like a little bit of spice in there. Because I feel like when you meet me, like, do you remember the first time you were on Razzle Dazzle mm-hmm. and I was very awkward and silent the entire time, and now I don't <laughs> stop talking. So it's like that after where the line just ah, like <laughs> I love this. Okay, so they would make they would just make a, a dark and stormy. They make a dark and stormy, and then um. And then, but we gotta we gotta name it something that's not just a dark and stormy Ooh, after you. Um, hmm. Oh, you put me on the spot with all the things, and my brain doesn't function. Good. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, oh Lord. Just a little patience. Just we'll a little patience. That. That's we'll lovely. That. Yeah. Uh, like I'll, I'll give you a custom drink that I make. Um, off on a riff on a dark and stormy is I put a about like a an ounce. Maybe not an half of port in it as well, and I call it any port in a dark and in a dark and storm, like right. Any porn is my my I, face palm. Dad puns are. I real. know they they can't see it, but I did just yeah. face palm. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good, by the way. That I'm wasn't sure a it, joke. It's, it's a real drink. It's delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, just ports tasty in a dark and stormy. Okay. Um, what song do you wish you could hear again for the first time? Hear again for the first time. Yeah. Mm. If I could hear um, 
Jesus from Texas by Semler mm -hmm. for the first time all over again, I would do that. Awesome. It was just a very like life affirming moment because she is like she's a pastor's kid that's mm -hmm. queer too, which is why she does what she does. Double mm -hmm. the one two punch there. Exactly. Yeah. And my stepmom actually sent it to me because she was like, "I think you'll like this, and I think it'll make you feel better with everything you're figuring out awesome. with yourself." And I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a particular song? Um, or maybe artist that you avoid listening to because of a story that it brings you to? Mm, I feel like there's like, everybody has like that one relationship where there's just certain songs that you just... No, they're out of bounds. You can't, you can't listen to them. Because like, I love the script and I love Maroon 5, mm. but there is like one or two songs by both of them that if I hear it now, I'm just like... Yeah, or you just yep. I nope. get I get fighty. I'm yes. like, no, I don't yeah. need this today. Exactly. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could broadcast a song uh, into the head of everybody in the world simultaneously, what would you send? Ooh, depends. Do I want everybody to be like very inquisitive, or do I want everybody to get up and dance? That's your decision. Mm. I'm gonna open my Spotify real yeah. quick. This is the this is a real. Like, I got to research this. Yeah, we, we call it the speed round, like the lightning round, but it's actually like the most thoughtful part of this I was about show. to say, I move so slow, so there is no speed in this round. No, I apologize. <laughs> so there's a song by the Narcissist Cookbook, and it's called Ghost Stories. I think that would be it, just right. because it makes you think. And the way it starts, like, just has very slow, like, quiet guitar riffs. So I feel like everyone would be like, what am I hearing right now? And then it gets into the words, and it goes from, like, it's almost like spoken word poetry for oh, most okay. of it. Sure. You know, which I think is very interesting. And then it's aggressively music, but the whole point of it is kind of <laughs> like, you know, like, there's no way to really know if you love someone. You know, like you think you're in love and you feel mm. that love and you just kind of have to trust that they're that person because you can never completely be sure. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But I it's like very pretty. Um, Jared, I'm going to clap my hands here because I'm going to cut this intentionally, but I have to tell you a little story there fast about, Ooh, yay, about knowing, knowing love. And I, and I won't remember this later, so I'm going like, to clap your hands, everybody. everybody. Okay, that was the clap. All right. Um, <laughs> there is there's this great little story about um, a guy who suffered from narcolepsy, and they were getting worried about it because he was mm -hmm. you know, um, increasingly passing out, um, just doing regular things. Um, and they went to the doctor, and they went to the neurologist, and they figured out that um, the trigger that tripped him into falling asleep was... Um, um, like heightened emotional state. Like anytime he felt huh. like a really strong emotion and his family realized that if you just told him like, hey dad, I love you. He would, yeah, he would go. It's like a fainting would, goat. It's like a fainting goat. And so, but so there's this great part in the story that they're doing in the narration um, where they say, and it's not a fictional story, it's a real person. Oh my um, God. And so, so on the fun side, like the kids would be like, um, when they talked on the phone, they'd be like, did you get dad to faint today? And be like, I got him to faint twice. Right. <laughs> like, did you, um, but, or at, um, at birthday parties, but like with the grandkids, oh, um, no. there were all these pictures of him with his grandkids. And what would happen is he'd be like minding his own business on the couch and they'd be like, Hey, Grandpa, take a picture with me. And so they would jump on the couch, and he'd be like, okay. And then as soon as they would be, like, ready to take a picture, because he's, like, 
holding on to his grandkids. Like, oh, I love like, you. Yeah, and so all the pictures are him just like starting to pass out. Aww. But but it ends with this really nice note because the reporter is talking to his wife, and she's like, you know, it's not easy because he can't do some things. Like driving is really dangerous. You know, um, stairs are like really dangerous. Oh um, yeah. Um, but but there's one good thing about it, and it's that. Um, other people in the world never know for sure if the person they're with loves them. They have to trust them on that, right? Mm-hmm. When they say, I love you, they just go, I believe you. But like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not in your brain. But when, but when he looks at me and says, I love you, and then passes out, I know that he means it because he passes out because he says it. And, it and that's really sweet. I really like that story. Okay, ready? And um, so... Do you have a television theme song that you know well enough that you think you can sing it word for word? That I could sing it word for yeah. word? Because when you said that, all I heard was the BoJack Horseman theme song, but there's, there's no, no words, words in, Bojack. in that. Yeah. Oh, I might know the Steven Universe theme song. Jared, do you also know the words to that? Because you guys are going to have to do the heavy lifting. Not, I mean, I know Steven Universe, but I definitely don't know the theme song. Jared, I know you watch it. Yeah. Okay. We're getting ready here. We're going to have it. I binge like the entire like everything that there was on Hulu, but they don't have all of it on Hulu. Oh yeah, no. So Ooh, I'm like rude. left <laughs> alone at like a cliffhanger. All right. It's uh All right. Crystal don't gems will we'll always save the day. And, and if you think we can't, we'll always find a way. That's why the people of this world believe in garnet, amethyst, and pearl, and Stephen. Nice. It's yeah, so good. That's all I got. I love it. That and like the closing song for that. Like, <laughs> I got it. Well, sometimes in the later season, it gets like dark and scary. Do you know the Cookie Cat song from that show, Jared? Uh... I only I know vaguely that because remember I don't know the like know it. I, I the only reason I'm familiar is because uh, uh, Babish from Bunging with Babish, the cooking show on. Oh, he yeah, made no. he made the Cookie Cat. The first sandwiches. episode has Cookie Cat, and I also have that memorized. Yeah, with I, the I rap at the end and everything. Ooh. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> if you could only listen to one album for the rest of your life, like uh, you had to lose all the rest of the music, and you got one album to to listen to over and over again. What would keep you going? What would keep me going? <laughs> what, what album would you oh pick? Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so many albums. Oh no. <laughs> trying to think. I'm like, what have I listened to the most lately? But also, what do I really like that I'm going to want to listen to forever? <laughs> oh no. Hmm. Actually, I actually think it might be, it is a Pink Floyd album, mm-hmm. but I think it would be like the one that has Welcome to the Machine on it. Oh, okay. I think that would have to be the album. Jared's going to tell us which one that is. I literally think it's called Welcome to the Machine, but... I also have that one on vinyl. The amount of Pink Floyd I have. My headphones got stuck. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) The album is called Wish You Were Here. That one. That one. That would be the album that I would have to stick with. Um, What would your 14-year-old self think about who you are today oh goodness i feel like 14 year old me would be very very proud of me because when i was 14 i'm not gonna lie that was one of like my rougher years like i only started going to therapy for my anxiety disorder and everything when COVID started 
because it got to the point that I couldn't live with it by myself. You were not 14 then. (laughs) I was not 14 then. So that is the whole stretch of time that like I dealt with all that by myself, like no therapy, no medicine, no nothing, like just trying to get through every day, like one day at a time. Like that's just what you have to do. And so I think they'd be very proud of me for like just learning to take care of myself and ask for help. But also for like what I've done, because the picture I had for my life when I was 14 is so different than what I'm doing now. And that image was definitely a lot more like, this is what everybody wants me to do. This is going to make me money. This is what should make me happy. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make everybody else happy to see me do it. So I'm going to do it. If you could tell a 14 year old patient something, what would you tell her? You don't want to be a nurse. I know everyone (laughs) says you want to be a nurse. You don't want to be a nurse. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for you to recommend three people who you'll share this podcast with once it releases and who you think would be good guests for us. Okay. So the first is you, if you have all of the Razzle Dazzle people, you need Giselle. Yes. Caruso. So we'll did I say her last name right, Jared? I can never say it right. Caruso, yeah. <gasps> I did it. I'm proud we'll of myself. complete the set. But you have to complete the set. It's all like right. Pokemon Well, she's going to hear you saying this. So. Yeah. So Giselle, Giselle, you're up. Come on. Um... My friend Cadence, <laughs> Cadence Baker, she's actually performing at the FGCU, uh, the music mm-hmm. festival this year. She has started her own business to help other musicians find spots to play at. Oh, cool. She would be awesome to have on here. Did you know that's how MySpace started? I do, that actually. I'm taking for. social media yeah. marketing right now, so I do. That's true. That's what you mm-hmm. do for kind of a gig it here. It is what I do. Yeah. Um, it quickly became like that personal, like, here's my profile. Here's my background music. Here's, you know. Here's all Animated sheep jumping around. But, but it was it was so bands could uh, just put like, these are the shows, guys, mm-hmm. because we don't have an agent and we don't have a publishing company Look. to like promote us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then your third, yeah. Stephen Cabot. He is a professor here, and he is actually a creative writing and English professor. Ooh, uh, he just stories. finished writing like a script for like a podcast storytelling mm-hmm. thing. So, and he's just he's a delightful human being. All right. So, <laughs> so all three of those people are going to hear you say their names, and we're going to reach y'all. out to them uh, about being on the show. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about this whole thing? Thank Before you for go. having me. This was nice. I uh, like I music. So, <laughs> thank you, Tara, for having her here. Thanks, Tara. For inviting her. Oh, I miss Tara. Yes, thanks to Tara Calligan Tara. for starting the ball rolling on this. We miss you, Tara, and we hope to see you soon back in the studio. Ooh. Thank you, patience. This has been great. You're welcome. Yay. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Media on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is co-creator and host. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is our online content producer and host. Audio production is by Jared the Intern, Gonzalez, and Chris Duffus is our executive producer. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, we're turning it over to Patience and listening to her song, Secondhand Lover. Stitches wide open And I see her whisper in your ear As your laughter fills the air It feels like home But you've closed that door And so I'm about tonight to find a second hand 
keep listening.